0: RACS post Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network, the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. RACS's Trauma Committee has been pivotal in helping prevent acute trauma in the community. That includes encouraging surgeons to pursue a trauma specialty, Instrumental to its success is Dr Lee C who stepped down as chair of the Aotearoa New Zealand Trauma Committee late last year. Among other leadership roles in trauma both at home and internationally Dr C is responsible for the development and implementation of the first acute surgical unit in Aotearoa New Zealand. He's also the clinical director in general surgery at Auckland City Hospital. From the time he stepped into the role of chair in 2014 Dr. Lee C has seen an evolution of the Aotearoa New Zealand governance system. He's talking to Chris Ashmore.
1: I remember my first task with the committee was to lead the revision of the optimal trauma patient care manual. This became the basis of the trauma care to facilitate the early development of our major trauma clinical network. Over the last few years, the committee did a lot of reflecting and discussion on what we want to achieve with our goals and directions in the committee. Consistently, it was education and trauma advocacy. These influence are the two major fronts. Over the last eight years, road trauma injury prevention was a major task for the committee. Some of the examples were we were advocating We're for better New Zealand road infrastructure, especially in rural areas, reducing our speed limits, speed camera use, and reminding the New Zealand public regularly about the danger of driving under the influence of alcohol and substances, and destruction by cell phones. We still have a lot more to do. We also work closely with our Australian colleagues on quad bike safety and reducing injuries from alcohol and drugs. We have advocated for to our ministers on e-scooter safety, and in New Zealand we had a mass uh, shooting in Christchurch a few years ago, and we have ensured that we had a voice in the legislation change in the tightening of the gun and firearm laws. We also saw the White Island volcanic injuries from the eruption And how the trauma group came together to ensure we support each other and do our best for our patients
2: do you feel improvements have been made in terms of public awareness and governments of support for prevention initiatives whether it's the road to zero campaign or other policies
1: Our position on the committee has been very firm and consistent uh, throughout the years in supporting trauma clinicians at the forefront and also ensuring that there is good education and training, as well as promoting the interest of surgeons in pursuing the trauma specialty. Regarding the public awarenesses, uh, there is a lot more to do with the media regularly. Road to Zero campaign is an internationally endorsed policy and we support the government on this initiative. In addition, uh, with the firearm legislation, we need to ensure the gun registry is mandated moving
2: forward. What are the key challenges facing the committee now?
1: While it is a small committee, we now have new members from all districts of New Zealand on the committee, which I think as an outgoing chair uh, is very positive. I think the committee should continue to support and get a message out there for Kiwis with injuries that can be prevented. As you know, over the holiday period, we had a high number of road tolls and drowning. We need to sustain the advocacy. In addition, the committee needs to carry out with advocating for the development of proper trauma services across the country, encouraging trainees to take up trauma as a specialty, The committee must continue to promote trauma training to the surgeons. And finally, we need to find a way to collaborate better with our national trauma network. Eritrea New Zealand Trauma Committee has a voice in New Zealand trauma care, and this voice is a privilege, and in my opinion, it should not be lost.
2: What are the major causes of uh, trauma incidents in Aotearoa, New Zealand, and who is most at risk, and how do trauma statistics differ between Maori and Pacifica versus the rest of the population?
1: There is a high road trauma fatalities comparing to other development countries, not to mention those critical injured patients who survived requiring high level of hospital care and rehabilitation, This summer, we saw a high number of drownings, and most were preventable. And uh, over this past year, we have seen a rise in penetrating gunshot violence. Elderly trauma numbers also have increased. We are learning more about population-based trauma for Maori and Pacifica groups. We know that these two groups have a higher incidence in both major and minor trauma. It is important that we partner with our Maori and Pacifica community leaders to ensure the safety messages are out there for awareness and prevention to these injuries. We need to do our best to make a difference.
2: And what can be done to minimize the risks, whether that's from RACs and the Trauma Committee or government or even the general population?
1: I believe the role to minimize the risks is a responsibility of everyone involved in healthcare and the general population. Uh, I believe the college has an important role in facilitating and supporting these important trauma safety messages and training and education. Trauma is a surgical disease and having the right training and education will maximize patient's optimal outcomes and minimize uh, risks. It has been my privilege to be the New Zealand Trauma Committee Chair and working closely with our trauma colleagues in Australia in the Binational Trauma Committee. Working together, we can maximise our potential minimising these trauma
2: risks. Now, COVID still lingers, which has contributed to staff shortages. How does that, as well as other pressures on healthcare services, impact on trauma care?
1: Over the last um, three years, our healthcare system has been challenged by COVID. And during the lockdown period, we saw a decrease in trauma emissions, but we had to modify our encore roster and clinical guidelines, uh, especially in acute general surgery to manage the emerging situation presented to us. The lack of surgical beds due to COVID Uh, Mission has led to delays or cancellations of elective patient care, and currently there is a shortage of nursing and allied health uh, staff, and the reasons uh, for this are multifactorial. The acute surgical and trauma volumes are increasing, with more complexity conditions and longer waiting lists. There is also a huge demand for ongoing operative capacities. Time-critical trauma care will still take priority. We must ensure there is enough expertise and resources as we move forward in the Tifatu Ora, the new healthcare governance system of New Zealand.
0: Dr Lee C. RAC's Post-Op Podcast is brought to you with the compliments of the Royal Australasian College of Surgeons and leading financial services organisation, the Bongiorno National Network the preferred choice for medical professionals across Australia. You can reach the Bongiorno National Network on plus 613 9863 3111.